When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is correct and incorrect. <laughs> Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche podcast. We got AJ, we got Eric, we got Rudo on an off day for the Avs, but interesting time in the in the league. You're roughly at the halfway point. A couple teams have already passed the halfway point, including the Avs, so we figured we'd take a look around, see where things stand around the top of the divisions in the league. But before we do that, a decent amount of Avs-related news today, starting off with Gabe Landeskog. Officially skating did come out there. I mean, I can you can do we really call that skating? I mean, he was on skates, I guess. But hey, just to see, yeah, just to see him with the gear on is awesome, right? You yeah, know what I mean? totally. It's a start, and then we saw that last year too. Remember, like you know, it was just kind of mm-hmm. where is this going to lead? Who knows? But it's a good sign. I mean, I think it is a positive. You got to take it as a positive, and I think Bednar talked about it yesterday, just to have him around it's kind of fun for the players fun for the staff probably fun for himself too you gotta remember we always look at what he does to the team but what about himself he's kind of been by himself for right for big parts of the season and we tend to forget that and uh and sure those things are great and text and group text but you know it's not the same thing as being there and putting your gear on and hanging out having a little bit of food with fellas so good on him it's awesome to see and hopefully it's a good sign for the you know, next few weeks, months, or whatever it is that, you know, to get him seems, hopefully back on the ice. Seems not a great sign that I watched Evan's video of him skating around, and I said, why is Evan taking a video of Rijo skating by himself? That's <laughs> <laughs> funny. Got him. All right. Got it was him. honestly so great to see him out there that it's happened – we're in what the second week of January. Yep. Oh. Second week of January. That gives him the postseason starts later than normal this year. Mm-hmm. Um, it's mid-April instead of the first week of April. Yep. I, I, what's two weeks difference going to make? It could be all the difference. That could be the difference between him playing in round one and round two. Sure. So if this, if if he's really going to actually have a shot to play, for him to start skating and start this process in the middle of January decent sign it gives him it gives him a chance it keeps the door ajar the big thing here is just how does he feel after sure you know because what he was doing out there today probably didn't hurt what he was doing out there today also barely consists of skating yeah (laughs) like it's a start it's day one you know i'm not sure that dude took a single stride today (laughs) (laughs) so it's like you have to get to step one before you get to step two for sure there, there's only reason for everybody to feel good about it right now. Not good about it in that he's coming back, he's not coming. Just for all the people that come into our chat every single day or send us tweets all the time when we talk about it, people just need to accept he's never coming back. Like, this at least gives you the chance. Yep. If he never got on the ice, you would say, he's not coming back. Mm-hmm. So this, this, this opens that door up. It's only a good thing. It's, and you just... I have to be thrilled for the guy. Of course. It, it's his livelihood. He hasn't been playing an NHL game in two years. 
yeah, it, it's... Of course, we've always wanted nothing for the best for Gabe, you know, however that process ends up going. Yeah. But as you guys already said, super nice to see him just out there at all. And we'll see, you know, over the next week, does he skate more multiple times? Well, how much does he start adding to the bag over the next month, over the next two months? Yeah. Are you really having that conversation before the end of March? No. I you if he's gonna make it for round one by the end of March, you want to see it ramped up to where he's at least in a non-contact with the team. Sure, I think that should be the goal here because then that gives him two weeks practicing with the team at real so speed. When, yeah, yeah, so when when round one were to roll around and. You know, I say round one or round two, like he couldn't just drop into game four whenever he <laughs> wanted, you know, but like that's I, I just think that's probably like a rough outline. Like that's the goal here. Yeah. And, and January, whatever today is, start skating. Just my point being, it's great that he's skating. Let's not oversell it just yet. Totally. Totally. Oh, there's ways to go. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> you need some reps. You need some. You need to get your brain going. Forget about the injury, like yeah. the leg injury. You need to get your mind going. You need to get reps in there. You need to, you know, remember what a situation like. yeah. You know, there's a lot. You know, I mean, it, it, the National Hockey League is <laughs> is a fast league. It's a tough league, and you know, like it's you have to get yourself amped up for it. So you don't just say, "Oh, you're cleared to go," and then all of a sudden the next day you play. Right? It doesn't work that way. So if if this were an off season, this would be like him skating on like. July 1st. Yeah, exactly. A lot of ramp up. He's got to yeah. get the conditioning back to it, and he's got to be fully healthy. For sure. There's a long way to go, but for today. Woo! Oh, yeah. <laughs> positive vibes on it for sure. 100%. And potentially positive vibes down the Avs lineup as well as both Chris Wagner and John Luke Foodie were reassigned to the Colorado Eagles off of season opening IR. Uh, Wagner in particular. Seems healthy. Looks like he should play for the Eagles this weekend. Really, really hoping he plays tomorrow when we're there. <laughs> should be fun <laughs> if he gets in. P.S. We're going to be at the Eagles game tomorrow. You guys if you see go us to say Eagles hello. Games. Yep, exactly. Um, Whole gang will be there, so it'll be fun. Yeah, should be a good time. Uh, but uh, the thing with Wagner that becomes more interesting is at the start of the year, his role was probably slated to be pretty minimal. But he's coming back to health at a time where you're looking at the bottom of the Avs lineup and you're going, hmm, there's some holes here. You just played Jason Poland for two games in a row. You're still playing Curtis McDermott on a regular basis. A guy like Yoel Kiviranta is on your third line. Yeah. There could be room for Wagner to potentially get NHL games. Those are definitely, right now, those are three spots that you're like, we got to... There's got to be better. Yeah. You know that you're at most two weeks away from Miles Wood and Arturi Lekkinen taking two of those spots. Sure. So, and and you know that that's pulling. This is Poland definitely sure. distracting and weird. <laughs> it's going to take some getting used to. Um, it, it's definitely pulling a McDermott, the two that you're looking at going, those are those two spots. Mm -hmm. Kibi that third spot where you're just saying, hasn't given us a lot. Hasn't been a lot of good. It hasn't been god awful. 
as frustrated as we might get with a fourth line guy who occasionally fails to do some basic things, whatever. But with Chris Wagner, like Chris Wagner was supposed to be part of this. He was not signed to, to be Brad Hunt, you know, veteran right. guy in the AHL, whatever. He was signed because they wanted him to be part of this NHL mix. And then has the Achilles injury like immediately. Yep. He should be a guy that we can we start looking at in the run up to the deadline. It would not surprise me at all if where Kiviranta is now, Chris Wagner ends up for a little while. Well, to your point, there's a reason he signed here, right? I mean, he looked at the rosters, and that's what you do when you're a free agent and there's interest. And obviously, he's clearly liked his previous tenure here enough that he said exactly. And then he's been in you know the Boston organization Mm -hmm. for a few years now, so you know he's playing the right way and. Is he perfect? No, he's but he's a serviceable fourth line guy, right? You know, and then I think as a player, you see that you look at the depth charts and you're like, yeah, maybe that's a good place for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And and then it's a little marriage, a little mutual agreement between them and uh, you know I'm talking about the Avs and the player. And then he's like, all right, let's do it. And then unfortunately, he gets hurt. But yeah, I mean, if you look at the lineup the last few games, then you can see that he was probably right on gambling that he was gonna. Get on the Avs lineup this year, mm-hmm. not just be in Loveland, like you said, to your point, right? So, I I don't know if he ever spent a bunch of time at center in Boston. I, I don't remember. I, I, yeah, I'd have to actually go back and check, but if we just figure him to fit into the right wing conversation, you know, having a right wing depth chart in your bottom six as Logan O'Connor on your third line and Chris Wagner on your fourth Cause line? Because it, it wasn't wasn't Corrali at center. It was like Corrali and then Wagner on the right. Their bottom six shifted enough that yeah, I... Yeah, but... Boy, I would have a hard time with that. God. I don't remember. Yeah. So I'm assuming... I'm, yeah. I'm planning for him to be right wing. Yeah. Because if he's going to be in the middle of the ice, which I... This is entirely speculative to me and not... It's just me not doing my homework because bad job by me but if he's in that right wing mix you have logan o'connor in your third line and chris wagner and and chris wagner and andrew cogliano little speed demons that are going to make your life kind of a living hell yeah you're starting to round out a a depth well and and you talk about oh god you wish you could really have two locs well might be as close as you're gonna get chris wagner does a pretty good LLC impression. <laughs> I like that. So, you know, that's... Uh, and, and like when Kovalenko were to get here, if Landis Cog were to get healthy, probably pushes you him down. You cross those bridges when you get there. Exactly. But you still, have, you still have two months worth of hockey to play before we're talking about Kovalenko getting here. Yep. It's starting to get a little exciting, though, because you're like, mm, <laughs> root for them to lose in round one, baby. <laughs> getting closer. Yeah. It's... We'll see exactly how like roster lineups shake out. And yeah. Also, Chris Wagner needs to get back and play some professional hockey. Yeah, the injury can't have taken away the speed. Yeah. Because that's a huge element of the interest there. Uh, so let's you know we're way jumping the gun here. But the, the guy clears and gets sent down, and we're like, put him on the fourth line. <laughs> but like, yeah. <laughs> In a couple of weeks, you see what he's got if he's doing well with the Eagles, and if the Kiviranta they haven't made any kind of move, Kiviranta is still that open spot. Chris Wagner, 
And then, you know, Jean-Luc Foodie, just go do your thing, man. Just be healthy. Yeah, of course. So, good news on the injury front for the most part for the Avs today, specifically. And Definitely. Lecky, right? They talked about Lecky, I think, and yeah, probably on the road trip. Right? He's so. Yeah. Awfully close. Yeah. That's good. He's going to go on the road trip. If he plays, it'll be at the end of the road trip. Yeah. My only, and cons- my only concern is Woody Woodpecker. Yeah. I mean, I think we called that one yesterday, right? Probably. Yeah, not going to travel. Yeah. But keep that guy in a bubble away from <laughs> yeah, the team. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 make him fly on his you own. Go, he goes through all this, right? He's so <laughs> sick, he can't play for a week's worth of NHL games. Then you put him on the team playing, he gets everybody else sick. Yeah. You lose no. five games in a row. It's a tough look. Yeah. That's how it goes down. Thanks, Miles. <laughs> yeah, no, just don't travel with the team. Hopefully, he's feeling better though. God, that's that's been a while now, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm talking about for sickness, like you mm-hmm. know. What I mean? And illness is usually like one or yeah, two games like, tops. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so it's yeah. Hopefully, everything's good. It, oh. it it's gonna be a tough road trip because it's like. If, if they had Wood, if they had Lackey, if they had Manson, they had Byram, you'd feel way better about it. Yeah. And it's like those guys are going to be ready, like maybe the end of the road trip. You start to get those guys back or halfway through it where you're like, damn it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're going to go through some tough games first. Yep. Oh, well. Schedule is what it is. You can't change it, unfortunately. Yeah, just go smoke Toronto. I, I did want to talk about the Avs a little bit on the whole. Today, right now, by points percentage, they are ranked fifth in the NHL. That yeah. is <laughs> ahead of teams including Florida, Dallas, Toronto, L.A., and Vegas, if you're rounding out the top ten. <laughs> fair fair assessment to put the Avs as a top five team in the NHL right now? Under? Over? How do you guys feel? I think that's fair. I mean... Okay. For me, I mean, they're arguably, if I'm just looking on paper, forget about winning percentage, they're arguably the f- top team in the NHL. I mean, like, you know what I mean? Like, for me, yeah, I would probably put them at one or two at the start of the season. That's where we had them, you know? I think they've delivered. Has it been flawless? No. And we've talked about it at length. Um, has it been perfect? No. But been good enough where they're top five in winning percentage. You yep. know what I mean? Which... You can take it all you want with those stats and everything, but for the most part, look at we go back to those ten game segments. I mean, they're they're pretty amazing ten game segments. And now this was it the fifth one? Yeah, the fifth one. Now you're the two, two and oh. Two and oh. Two and oh. Yeah. So it's a good start to that one, and going into a tough road trip coming up here with those five games. Um, hopefully, you come back and you have a successful road trip, and you're in a good shape again for your ten game segment. So I mean, that's the way you got to look at it. A three and um, two road trip puts them at five, five and, and two, two in the ten game segment. Yep. If you have a winning road trip, you're right away. You're like, all right, here we go again. And this is one of two very hard road trips that they have. Yep. These will this this road trip and the one immediately out of the All Star yeah. break. Yeah. Yep. And the rest of the season, it's pretty. The schedule eases up. This is the hard part. Yep. The next eighteen games, the hardest part of their schedule. Their last seven games are also pretty. They're they. They, they could be challenging. Yeah. But also, like, a thing that we have not talked about at all, the Avs have played 42 games this year. One of the most in the league. They are tied yeah, with two other most. teams for most in the league. Yeah. Yep. We haven't talked about it a lot, but they have been playing a March schedule for the last several weeks. Yep. When are all these, I've heard a couple of people, when are all these teams going to make up these games in hand? 
they're going to be playing while the Avs are chilling. Yeah. Come March, March and April, a lot of teams are going to be every other night, every other night, yeah. back to back, no two day break, things like that. It's, the Avs don't have a whole lot of that. Right. Normally, March is every other, you normally March is 16 games in 30 days. Yep. Yeah. That's not the case for the Avs. <laughs> it is. The Avs have. In February, they have as many games in a 29-day month because it's leap year. True. And they, they play on... Yeah, they do. Is leap. it called leap day? Yeah, it's leap day. Is it leap day? Yeah. They play on leap day, which I think is cool. I wonder what their record yeah, on leap day is. I wonder the all-time leap day record. <laughs> so every four years, right? Yeah. Well, leap year? Every yeah, four, every four, four years. Every four, yeah. yeah. Um, they play as many games in the 29-day February as they do in March. Like, their March eases way up and yep. they're going to start to get some of that rest which to me that's what you want agree but you're not in march now you're in you're getting through it you're right in now. the hard part yeah. <laughs> you're in the ringer this is the it's for the next they've got the all-star break coming up and all that but you've got uh, it's basically 10 days from today left because you get a nice three-day break from yeah the there's 20th. that three break yeah, before that yeah. first game back, which we were gonna i mean Remember, you come back, and I'm a big believer in this one. Like, I'm a big believer. You come back from a big road trip back east. You come back. That first game's a wash. I'm telling you. you it's throw essentially in the a road game. But they have three days before that game. So now, for me, it renegs my... You get to sleep in your own bed a couple times. You know, yeah. you get back to your routine and, and run true. your errands. And, you know, so for me, that game... I would always look at it and say, oh, that's a schedule throwaway, right? You know what I mean? Like, here you go. That's a schedule, you know, an X on the schedule. But when you have three days, then it's all, the excuse is out the window. Because mm -hmm. I always say it's not an excuse, it's, it's a reality. Yeah. But on this one, with the three-day break, which is awesome coming back from that trip, throw it out the window. There's no it's more excuse. three days, and then they played yeah. two games so in three, three days, empty days, and then they have, yeah. and then it's all-star break. Yes. Yep. So that last game against the Kings is gonna be cool. Which, by the way, is a takeover game. I was for just us. gonna say, yep. yeah, yeah. There are very limited tickets still available. Also, mm -hmm. vast majority of them have been sold. So if you want to get in on the takeover, really, that's awesome. Yeah, it's gonna be a fun game too. Yep, that's a good game. Handful of tickets left for the January twenty sixth oh, takeover. Game. I didn't know that our other takeover is on trade deadline day. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> That'll be that could be an awkward game. There could be some There could be some weirdness for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Is that guy gonna get to the rink or not? <laughs> Can Lindholm get from the airport to the to Pepsi Center and drop into that lineup or not? <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> I've lived it. It's as a play, it's fun. You look like you wait and you're waiting and I'm very excited oh, yeah. to get closer to deadline yeah. and get some deadline stories. Yeah. Well, I mean I've lived it as a player, lived it with yeah. working for teams, but it's fun. It's exciting, you know. Should be fun. Join us for yeah. the takeovers. And even if you already have tickets, you can get bus only tickets. You just want to come hang out with the gang for the yeah, takeover. Want a vibe. Yep. And it's I'm fun to actually get wild game. and go to that one. What world are we living in right now? And it's <laughs> fun too because it's the last game before the break, right? So yeah. everyone's kind of like, okay, as a team, you're finish like, let's, you know, let's finish strong yeah. and two good teams, right? Oh, yeah. I know the Kings are going through a little bit of a biff, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's a good team. It's I mean, going to yeah. feel like the last game before COVID shut the world down against the Rangers, Rangers. where everybody was like, this is it. <laughs> Never seen anybody again. I left in the second, early second. <laughs> I was like, I kept getting the test, like, what are you doing? Like, is, this is getting shut down. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I remember I had my kids at the game, so I texted them, be in the hallway. They're like, why? I'm like, we're leaving. They're like, what? It's second period. I'm like, yeah, we're leaving. <laughs> Shoot. 
tough wow. one out there. That was weird. Because remember, the NBA shut down first. Mm-hmm. So. It shut down during warm-ups. That's yeah. what I mean. Like It was right before Everyone was yeah. like, we're just kind of milling around like, are they going to play this game? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we were all sitting in the press box like, wow, this is crazy. And then it dawned on all of us. Yeah. Like, over time, we were like, oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah, the NHL always does what the NBA does. Yep. Left this is happening. And they finished the night and then immediately announced... We're shutting down. Yeah. <laughs> what well, was and, the score and then, in that game? Do we remember? Uh, JT Confer won it in overtime. I think That's it was. Only thing I think I it was three two. Oh yeah, yeah, they finished the game. That's right. What yeah. am I saying? Yeah. yeah, I think it was. I think I it was three two. Um, JT Confer like barely, barely got yeah. <laughs> uh, the Kale McCarr point shot tip in overtime. It's <laughs> pretty fun. I don't uh, remember. On that note, we are brought to you by High Plains Strains. Look, all I'm saying is uh, if you want to enjoy your trade deadline day, <laughs> get a little high plane strains while you watch the trades roll in. It's a good time. We should, uh, for our live show this year, I think we're going to be in studio. Yeah, I'm assuming so. For one of our patented five hour marathon shows. Yeah. We should just get some high plane strains for that. There we go. <laughs> we'll be vibing. Uh, three different locations in northern Colorado Log Lane Village, Garden City, and Sedgwick. So anywhere up there. They are the dispensary for you. You can also save time by ordering ahead online at highplanestrains.com. Tons of great deals when you mention the DNVR code, whether it be uh, their Veritas 8s for 20 bucks, a bunch of other options too. There we go. Uh, $80 for a full ounce and a bunch of other weed terminology that I definitely know and don't just say. Look, this is what I like about dispensaries being a thing, like high plane strains, because I can just go in there and be like, give me some, and then they'll give me some. Here's the thing I think a lot of people don't realize is that indica and hybrids and, like, sativas, that's, like, such a thing of the past. You just have to go tell your bud tender how you want to feel. Yeah, my bud tender. Yeah, your bud tender. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh-huh. The, the people behind the counter. That's all. Yeah, you have to no, do. I got you. Okay, you just tell people how you want to feel, and they'll hook you up with all. You don't need to know all the terminology. It is great because uh, every time I go in there, and I because I, I don't know anything, I go in there, and that's what I do, and I get exactly what I'm after, and then forget all of it, and have to repeat the process the next <laughs> time I go. I mean, it's the same thing when I go like get my oil changed or whatever. You know, like I don't, I don't know anything about cars. <laughs> just, I always ask just questions. Just do the thing, yeah. I ask questions because I'd like to know more, and then it just goes right through my brain. Aren't you boys tired? Yeah, that's the job. <laughs> always tired. Yeah, man. So, <laughs> These are tough turnarounds, but funny thing, it's fine. Uh, Big E woke up when the other two yeah. went to bed. <laughs> yeah, so. I got kids, so I. I leave and I get my four hours before they even shut it down. Then they get up when, <laughs> and then they get their four hours after. So it's nuts. You just make it work. Yeah, it's all you can do. Yeah, it's always funny messing around on social media and you see the yeah Eric Lacroix has re- reposted <laughs> and they're just going to bed. Yeah, and it was like I'm just like just putting the mask on and like <laughs> settling in. Yep, pulling up an episode of Cobra Kai to fall asleep too. <laughs> Cobra Kai. Uh, we're also brought to you by Bet365. Fantastic deals going on right now with Bet365. When you sign up with the DNVR365 code, you put $10 in your account, we will give you a free DNVR shirt. Take a picture or screenshot of your account uh, with 10 bucks in it. 
Send it to promo at thednvr.com and you'll get yourself a coupon code for a free DNVR shirt or hat. And with Bet365, if you bet $5 on the NHL right now, you can get $150 in bonus bets. But you got to make sure you sign up with the DNVR365 code to do that. So sign up, get in on that, all of that good action. Uh, join the Bet365 gang today. Must be 21 or older, physically located in Colorado. And if you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. And we have a Bet365 Never Ordinary Top 5 to go yeah. through that I don't know anything about. I AJ put this one together. I don't even know what the topic is. So we'll, uh, we'll leave it to AJ to take us away on this top five. Hold on. Sorry. He's no, furiously I'm, tapping I'm, away. I'm messaging Tiff. Um, yeah, so this is the top five player power moves. Guys oh, that okay. guys that did not want to play for their organizations. Ooh, oh, I'm, I'm getting up for this one. <laughs> so <laughs> I've got I've got a deep cut that I think people are either don't know about, and I think Eric's going to appreciate. All right, all right, all right. My my whole goal is just to try to impress Eric. So. I know exactly two players on this list for sure. Yeah, me too. I <laughs> uh, I think you probably know four of them if you just give it any thought at all. Sure, it's pretty easy. I mean, are you, get, are you getting the latest one in there too? Uh, yeah, number oh, five. Hey, 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 number hey, five. Yeah, yeah, it's go. Cutter Gauthier. Yeah. Yep. Um, I think this is going to be one of those stories that we remember for a long time. You don't see prospects of this caliber do that very often traded in this manner very often normally and we'll get to it it's a guy that says i don't want to play for you don't draft four hands yeah uh this was a weird situation um a, a player just ghosts an organization and does not tell them exactly what it is that he that that, caught, that caused him to change his mind which is very different this will be a quicker top five than uh most of the other ones that we do, because I just don't have a lot to say about yeah, it. That's fine. I don't remember which one ended up as number four, but it's one of them. All good. Kevin Hayes. Sure. Kevin Hayes was a. It was an interesting one because again, you don't see first round picks in the modern era do this because it requires going to school for four years. Yeah. And that's the thing with most of these guys. And, you know, Kevin Hayes was a later first round pick. So there was a slower burn to it. It's interesting with Kevin Hayes because uh, he was not a very, like, he, d he didn't figure it out until halfway through his college career. Yep. And then are you going to sign the guy after the junior year? He's only had one good college season. Chicago decided to wait on him for another year. They, yeah. He had a phenomenal senior season. Playing next to a guy that I don't remember and Johnny Gaudreau. And they <laughs> were awesome. Line? He was like Beanpot MVP. He was first all-conference, all this stuff, right? He was awesome his senior year. It was Mark something or other. I, I, it's like the tip of my brain. I'll tell you right now. Um, but, yeah, Kevin Hayes was great in his senior season. And then walked. And it had a profound effect on how the Blackhawks operated. With their draft picks in the future, yep, you can draw a straight line between the Kevin Hayes situation, where he went to the New York Rangers, and their aggressive approach with prospects in the immediate aftermath of that, yep. where they started rushing all their guys. Signing them, in some S cases, too early. Exactly. Certainly. 
Exactly. And so very interesting. You know, the... Billy Arnold? Is that him? Yeah. That's it. Yep. Um, Kevin Hayes was kind of a just first round, first round picks just don't do this. You'll see on this list there are other first round picks, but they are many, many years apart. It's rare for a first for a first round guy to do this. Chicago got a compensatory second round selection, yep. whom they used to select a guy that nobody has heard of since. <laughs> As guy is that didn't usually make it. the case. Yeah. yeah. So tough. Uh, Kevin Hayes, kind of an interesting one. Number three on this list, a guy that told two organizations, <laughs> no, thank you, told both of them, I'm not interested in signing. I want to be a New York Ranger. And that's that. And that's all there is to the story. Adam Fox, uh, and then turned out to be one of the best defensemen in the NHL. Fox. Eric, I know you were you were with yeah, we, we, Calgary uh, when I was with Calgary. We happened. traded him to... Uh, uh, Carolina, um, and I remember Carolina saying, "Like, why don't you guys just throw Fox in the deal?" And which which he ended up being part of the deal, but you know, he wasn't going to sign in Calgary. He he had made it very clear, and he's good friends with Matthew Kachuk from the from the program and everything. And he's like, "No, I ain't signing here." So the, you're kind of a it's a dead asset at some point. Yeah, you know what I mean. And so we kind of packaged him up in that deal. Then. Carolina knew too. They just wanted a shot at it too, and then they ended up obviously trading him to and getting an asset for it, right? To to the Rangers. I don't remember what it was for. Maybe a third round pick or something. I think like it that. was like a fifth. A fifth. Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, because your leverage is so low yeah. <laughs> at yeah. that time, you know. But yeah, so I mean, that's. I mean, he's a he's a kid from the back east, and he wanted to, you know, again, he wanted to play for well, the Rangers and. and but he said it first, right? Well, yeah, I don't very upfront about it. Way yeah. different yeah. than these right. other guys. Yeah. Cutter Gauthier said, "I'm all about this." Danny Briere went on to a um, one of the one of the shows podcasts yeah. today and said, "We tried to sign him. Yeah. We had a contract yeah. ready. We tried to sign him." Yep. And he, he said, yeah, "Yeah, he said we wouldn't talk to us." So, very different situation there. And Kevin Hayes, like, late spent, bloomer, you know, you spent know. two years not being a guy that you wanted to sign. Yeah. Then. Broke out, then figured it out, and then by that point... It, I mean, I do think there's an interesting comparison here, right? Because on one hand, yeah, you can take a look at Adam Fox and the way he did it and said, well, you know, he did it the right way. At least he, he told teams and was upfront about it. Mm-hmm. it. Most guys aren't saying, I'm only playing for one team in the entire league. Yeah. But no one really got a ton for Adam Fox. And then you look at Cutter Gauthier's way, and yeah, did he do it a, a shitty way? Sure. Flyers were still able to get a decent package in return for that guy. Little different. Adam Fox was not a top five pick. I was just going to say, I, I yeah. I get there's yeah, different valuations yeah. there. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And because he was a Harvard guy, everybody knows that the Harvard the guys stay. Yeah. They stay, man. There's Shout out Alex Kerfoot. Jimmy Vesey. Yeah. Lots of, lots of Harvard guys have hit free agency uh, yeah. relative to the other schools. So... Yeah, Adam Fox, um, kind of an interesting situation. Then everyone should know the top two. Uh, do you? Number two, Brian Perard. Um, you, how do you oh not my God, I put Patrick that. Law on this list? Who? Be, I don't know, because I was thinking more like slacking. More like these are guys that never played for their I, teams I, that drafted no, them. I, I understand the, the angle. But. Yeah. So that was really it. Brian Burrard, 
drafted first overall in 1996 by the Ottawa Senators, goes to training camp, does not make the team, gets mad about it, and says, trade me. And in the spring of 1997, becomes a New York Islander. Yep. It's true. I remember that. Imagine. Think of how differently prospects and and ELCs have changed the NHL landscape. Imagine (laughs) any of the last 15 years worth of drafts. The kid that goes first overall is traded in the spring of the following year. He hadn't even had a chance to do anything yet. And the first overall pick says, oh, I didn't make the team. I'm out. I don't think I trust this. And demands to be dealt. And they do it. How much has, the, has it changed in the last 30 years that that's Crazy. the case? Because he was 90, I think he was 96. He was the first overall. Something like that. It just, I mean, this is, this is why the cutter situation is so surprising, right? Because the modern NHL draft Teams have done so much research. They interview these kids. They talk to everybody yeah. they've ever known in their entire lives. But that's why they're mad, right? Philly. Right. Yeah. Because they did six months worth of homework that yeah. got flushed down the toilet, and they don't even know why. Th- th- those things just don't happen like that anymore because teams know if a player wants to play with them, and if they don't, then they don't draft them. He but did come out today and said that it was multiple of yeah he didn't give okay. any specifics, he didn't say it. he yeah. just said it. it's a multiple of things but there were things that made into. me uncomfortable yeah. with my future I'm like, cool all right again he doesn't owe us anything no no, no. so sure. i think it goes back to tuesday's episode when we first talked about this with when you and megan were talking about like the adults that should be around him and like kind of teaching him you know, the right way There's to a way do to be. these things. Yeah. I think that was like a huge point that you made Tuesday that I think really stuck with me on this whole thing. Yeah. And all these things uh, that Chad is bringing up about, uh, we don't know what Cutter Gautier's reasons are. It's purely yeah, speculative at this point. Yep. He knows. I'm sure his parents probably know. <laughs> Beyond that, who knows? Who knows? Anyway, Brian Burrard. I just thought that was a crazy like trip. Like that. he gets forgotten about a little bit in NHL history because he was like a pretty big prospect in his own right. I mean, he had drafted first overall. Obviously, people think you're going to be pretty good, but his his career gets derailed by that horrific eye injury that he somehow came back from and ended up being a pretty good player yeah. after. Yeah, just you see what wild. he was. Yeah, you Very see what talented. he was after that that injury. Brian Burrard, correct me if I'm wrong, Eric, but Brian Burrard, a guy that would have been unbelievably good in today's NHL. Absolutely, because he was so different back then. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm not going to compare it to Makar, but he was sure. like, it was different. You know what I mean? Like, you know how Makar's different than the other ones? You're like, oh, well, mm-hmm. this guy's weird. You know, he's different. Like, actually, Tortorella said that about um, Drysdale yesterday, you know, called him a rover. He's like, yeah. oh, he could be maybe a rover. You know what I mean? And, and Berard was kind of that, you know, and he, and he could skate like the wind and the jersey was flopping and he was a tremendous player. So, yeah, in today's NHL, he would have been fun to watch. But you're right. Even with, you know, after the eye injury, he was still very productive. You yeah. Know what I mean, like, he was still a good player. So pretty, uh, pretty crazy stuff. Yeah. And I it just will always blow me away. Number yeah. one overall pick gets moved that quickly it's not even one full year from you use the first pick in the draft yep on a guy and then you trade him what what, what would a number one overall pick even 
a guy that has not blown up uh, a Lafreniere, uh, a Slavkovsky. What would those guys fetch in a deal? A know. lot. <laughs> See, it's you'd have to think so, right? Yeah. Like, a first an NHLer, maybe plus. Maybe a maybe a better comparable would be an Owen Power, just because defenseman to defenseman. Sure. Yeah. Sure. You have a a guy that you think could be a franchise caliber defenseman. Is 18 years old. It's like I'm not going to play for you. I don't want to do that. Not that it was the I'm not going to play for you angle of it, but look at the EJ trade. Yeah. It's a pretty heavy price that they got for Eric Johnson yeah. and at his age. And that was after a major knee injury. Right. You, know, you know, there were other circumstances there, too. So, yeah, you probably get pretty good. I mean, the guy we're about to talk about was the ultimate value trade. So <laughs> the, the ultimate, I think everybody ended up pretty happy with it because number one on the list, of course, is Eric Lindros. Yeah. And again, the difference between Eric Lindros and Cutter Gauthier, because there have been a lot of people who are like, well, Flyers fans. <laughs> Eric Lindros told Quebec right from the jump. Two months before the draft, he was like, don't draft me. Don't do it. Yeah. (laughs) And to date, I think it's one of the coldest, coldest draft day moves I've ever seen in all the drafts that I've watched. Not putting that thing on. (laughs) No jersey on, no hat on. Tosses over the shoulder. He's like, I got to do I'm I'm being polite. I told these dudes not to do this. Yeah. You know, like cold. Props to him. Stuck to his guns, had his reasons for it, honestly, and, and vilified. Yeah. I was later. Yeah. Like what, one? 20 years later, 25 years later. That when this happened, I so I did not live yet. through this. Yeah. Uh, but the hockey world being what it is, uh, you can look back on it and people just crucified the guy. Yep. Oh, yeah. And, and uh, he's now married to a f- Quebecer. Yeah. His wife's French and from yeah. Quebec. And, you know, and. And there, it was crazy times because they actually traded them to two places. So they didn't have central registry back then the yeah. way it is now. And there was a lawsuit afterwards. The New York Rangers saying that they had made the deal for Eric Lindros. And then you yep. had Philly. That was the deal that was announced. And it was a brouhaha, mayhem, nuts. Like like I said, lawsuits. Uh, it was put on hold for a few days, if I remember. And then mm-hmm. there's names out there. And there's, I mean, it was crazy. Names on both sides. You know, I remember Tony Amati was part of the Rangers. I mean, whatever. It ended up being great for Nordics because the, the, the Philly d- the deal was better than the New York Rangers. And that's why they, you know, yep. you know, probably like, oh, we like this one better, you know. <laughs> and then, so I'm not too sure, you know, again, I, I was a player at the time. I don't remember. But what I'm trying to say is that one, that was a lot of ruckus, you know, around it. And like you said, it was shockwaves for a long time. You think about, uh, obviously, everything worked out. Uh, the Flyers went to a Stanley Cup final with Eric Lindros. Got smoked, but, you know, yeah. it happens. Those Detroit teams were pretty good. Yep. The Avs get uh, Peter Forsberg. Oh. A decent piece of the puzzle that ends up getting them Patrick Wall later yeah, on. Like they end up, they end up in a pretty good spot out of it. Yep. Both teams kind of won there. crazy to me to think that. The same organization drafted Joe Sackick, Eric Lindros, and Matt Sundin. Yep. Owen oh, Nolan, too, right after? Yeah, fuck him. I know, <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, yeah. Pretty crazy, huh? Yeah. And the Lindros deal is still, to this day, one of the most talked about 
trades oh, yeah. in sports history. And it was a sad day when the trade tree... Yeah, the final branch. <laughs> ...finally came to an end. What was okay, it, when Paul Stasny left in free agency? Only I think, was the real final, like, final piece, yeah. You're, you're talking... It was, what, a th- almost a 30-year trade tree? Yep. Yeah. Might have even been 30 years. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy stuff. Out, awesome. out of control. And before him, there was Mario, too, that, that threatened... The Pittsburgh Penguins that he don't draft me. I'm uh, I'm not I'm not going to your table. And you can look back on the images like he gets you know picked number one and yeah. he just stands up and waves at the crowd, sits back down, doesn't go to the table. <laughs> ended up working out. Yeah, fine it turned out had, all right for Pittsburgh. It turned out all right. Yeah, I mean, he ended up going obviously. And, he ended up owning the team more yeah, early. Yeah. <laughs> no, but when you think about the relationship. Yeah, he yeah. ended up an owner, and he still is part, you know, a big part of the team now still. Uh, but if you go back to his first day, which is usually your first day with an organization, is draft day. He doesn't go to their table. He doesn't put the jersey on. That's that. That's a good power move too. I mean, ended up working out because yeah. the other day he worked, so he yeah. he wouldn't be able to be on our list. But that's pretty cool though. He's <laughs> like, whoa, okay. Honorable that's- mention on this list is obviously John Elway. Because him getting traded to the Broncos changed the entire outlook of Denver sports history, and maybe none of us would even be sitting here today without that happening. So shout out to the the original Don't Draft Me Diva. Fun times. Yeah. That was the Bet365 Never Ordinary Top 5. I do want to jump back into our topic of the day, though. We were talking about this a little bit the other night off air. Is Winnipeg for real? They're the betting favorites to win the cup right now. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not saying they're a bad. Obviously, they're a very good team. You don't become a very good. Yeah. You're not a. If you're at the top of the league, you have to be a very good team. But how good is very good? Is this great? Is this legitimate? Best chances to win the cup. What are your vibes? Here? I'll go first because he's way more. I make jokes all the time that it's AJ's favorite team. Though we all know that he's very familiar with them. That's not his favorite team, <laughs> but that's why I'll take a few seconds before giving you the floor. But yeah, for me it comes down to, and maybe I'm wrong, but even go back to the ABS when they turned things around. Remember the Eric Johnson, like you know, interviewers. We want guys that want to be here, right? You know what yeah. I mean. And I'm talking about the Dutchy trade, and you know. There's a Guys bit. who are pulling the rope in the same direction. That's it. Is what he and said. it makes a difference. And it just seems like there was a bit of a disconnect, a little bit of a shit show the last few years there in Winnipeg, right? You know, there's always seems to have something going on. There was always some dysfunctional. And uh, everybody thought that Hellebuck and Shifley were going to walk. And, you know, obviously those signings were huge for them this summer. They get rid of Dubois that doesn't want to be there. Fair. Um, and then all of a sudden, like, even with the loss of the guy we all like here, um, <laughs> eighty-one there, uh, I'm in a blank. Kyle Connor. Kyle Connor. Uh, even with the loss, I mean, they're, they're you know probably their best, you know, arguably their for me their best player. They still, have, you know, I've been able to overcome that. Why? Because their goaltending's been unbelievable. They don't give up goals. And well, I mean, I know he just got all the numbers and everything. But what I'm trying to say is, when the environment is not toxic. They pulled a little bit behind bonuses, you know, absence of, you know, because of his wife's, uh, you know, uh, whatever she was going through, right? And the team rallied behind that a little bit. And and it seems like 
they've enjoyed themselves. You know what I mean? And they've enjoyed going to the rink and, and the results have been there. I mean, are they going to hold it? That's what AJ can talk about. And you guys, you know, way better at numbers than I am. But I just like the fact that guys seem to want to be there right now and, and it's showing in the results. I mean, I'll tell you this. They're not going to go another 30 games without giving up three goals. But that's but. my point, yeah, which is absurd. <laughs> yeah, they – I think we were talking about things like culture and just yeah, that, yeah. that attitude shift. Um, for my money, two things happened that were really big. No more Blake Wheeler. Yeah. Um, exactly. Who uh, – I guess I'll, I'll just package it up. No more Blake Wheeler or Pierre-Luc Dubois. And they, Wheeler was your captain, you know. Two so. guys who were not by the end there, you know. I know Blake Wheeler it, has a he was there for a long time. That yeah, last yeah. year is pretty common knowledge that that locker room was not in a great place. Yeah, and it and so toxic. I think I mean, you had a you had a bad culture. Yeah. yeah. Um. The other the other thing that I think really changed it was the preseason signings of Shifley and Hellebuck, because you know Gabe Velarde gets gets traded there and he joked he was like my girlfriend's not thrilled <laughs> you know to be going from LA to so Winnipeg, to Winnipeg. Yeah. like she's gonna tell me dude <laughs> like it was it was a funny interview where he was you know he's joking about it yeah. but it's like it speaks to like the perception yeah oh my god city, yeah. I'm going to hockey Siberia yeah and when Shifley and Hellebuck, and you're looking at none of the guys want to stay there. Yep. They have to trade for guys that have multiple years on the contract because then they're stuck. They can't choose to go somewhere else, right? Guys with RFA years, stuff like that, right? And Kevin Shevel Day Off, I loved it when the day that it was made. It looks even better today. The Dubois deal. He doesn't do it for the classic futures. He says, I'm trying to, I've got this group that I think can, can be competitive. Yep. Yep. I'm going to go get pieces. And you go and, and you get Gabe Velarde, Alex Iafalo, and Rasmus Kapari. All guys that can help your forward core. All guys that kind of fit, they fill holes. It gives them a very competitive top to bottom. One through 12. Probably one through 14. Sure. The Dubois deal leaves a 2C problem, and that's their biggest issue. They are probably Colorado's biggest contender for the services of Elias Lindholm out west because both teams would be able to make the money work, yep. and both teams have the need and could point at, could look at it and say, this has to happen. Like the, It's a double whammy of bad yep. if... Winnipeg gets him, it's a big problem for Colorado. If Colorado gets him, it's a big problem for Winnipeg. Because not only does the, uh, one of your competitors level up, they get the best guy that was out that could have filled that job, and it's a direct competitor. Somebody that is in your path. You're almost certainly playing to a conference in the final. first or second yeah. round of the it's, playoffs. They yeah. are in your path to a conference final. Yeah, It's a big problem. Are the Jets for real being the big question here, though? In some ways, yes. All of their underlying numbers are good. They have shown to be a very good defensive team. Uh, they limit chances very well. They create more chances than the other team, which is impressive given Kyle Connor has been out for a little bit. Yep. Kyle Connor is also their worst defensive player. So as good as he is as a goal scorer, 
He's awful. Does awful. give some of it back. Awful yeah. defensively. He's awful defensively. So that hasn't mattered. The, even before he got hurt, they were rolling. Their defensive game was good. Hellebuck is incredible. He's, he's locked in. He should win the Vesna. It shouldn't be a conversation for me. This is an easy, easy, easy. Connor Hellebuck has been the shit this year. He's unreal. Stuff that is beating him is like, man, eh, a puck deflected off of a stick and had a funny trajectory. It goes off a guy's knee. Not giving anything away. Nothing get gets given clean, away. Yeah. And I say that in one of the goals he gave up in Anaheim the other day was just him <laughs> misplaying a puck and he literally just gives it away. They win that game like 5-2. I think it was actually 6-2. Didn't matter. <laughs> the Jets are good defensively. They capitalize offensively. Uh, their power play has not been as good as you would think, given yeah. the talent on hand. It's getting better. If they get all of their special teams in order, they're a real problem. Oof. All of the underlyings are in their favor, except one. P-D-O. And they're really, really astronomically high. PDO is driven by a 5v5 save percentage over 94. I that don't- don't care how good Hellebuck is. That's not a thing that people do. If you are counting on that continuing, you yeah. are also counting on Vancouver being able to shoot 12.5% at 5v5. Those are both extremely unsustainable numbers. Those are not things that really happen at 5v5 over the course of a long period of time. And history has told us if they do keep up through 82, the playoffs course correct you real fast. Yep. Just ask Boston. Ask any of the PDO monsters over the last 10 years. None of them go far. None of them do much. Yep. It's true. It's just the reality. It's it's just not. We we talk about it for a reason. The question is, is what happens when it goes sideways? Yeah. Because we, Eric, you know, we keep, keep mentioning LA, Vegas, these teams. It comes for all of us. Oh yeah, it does. Your, your health is going to, is going to go sideways. Something. You know? Your your goaltender is going to go through a lull. Something is going to take place. Shooters will go dry. I mean, they do. I mean, it's Boston just, it's last year is a massive historical anomaly of a team that just rode the wave for 82 games. And that's why they got the record in the history of the league. And <laughs> lost in the first round. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You also look at the last team that had that kind of historic regular season. Tampa Bay gets swept in the first round. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It comes for everybody. That lull always happens. It always happens. Yep. How does a team that has historically been emotionally fragile handle it when it comes for them? We'll see. That will that will be a major determining factor. And we'll see. And the, and the one point I forgot to say earlier on the culture was like, now you got a mean potato guy and Lowry as your as your captain. Yep. Mm-hmm. So this is a, you know we'll see how. You know, obviously it didn't work the years before. with and not a me first guy? Yeah. Like, like know, Wheeler? Yeah. It didn't work under Wheeler, in a, in a sense. You know, I mean, it's a team thing. But I'm saying now under Lowry's leadership, we'll see when and if it does. Like, you know, like you said, it usually comes. Yeah. How they react to it. Only time will tell. That's, a good, that that's a good hockey team, though. If anybody thinks yeah. that they're going to do exactly what they did last year, where they were first in the, in the West and then almost missed... Became <laughs> they came very close to being the first team in NHL history to be leading and not make the play and not make yeah. the postseason. 
uh, on like it was like January first, yeah, I think. That was close. Um, that's not that's not this team. They're yep. deeper. They're better. They're more cohesive. They play better team hockey. Defensively, they're much better. Am I trusting that Dylan DeMello and Nate Schmidt are going to hold up in a seven-game playoff series defensively in that way? I, I'm skeptical of it. Those yeah. are good players. But when you are going against Nathan McKinnon every single night, you know, when you're going yeah. against Jason Robertson and Rupe Hintz every single night, yep, that's, you know, the postseason humbles everybody. It's a, it's a different world, for sure. Yeah, I mean, even Wayne Gretzky stopped winning cups when he left Edmonton. Yep. You know, like the postseason in the NHL, it's, it's why I think that it's why the Stanley Cup is the hardest trophy to win. You oh. need an insane number of things yep. to go right for you. And I will just say I'm always skeptical of teams... I am always skeptical of teams that have everything go right for them in December and January. Yeah. I agree. You need some adversity. So, also, this, they already handed Colorado their asses twice is sort of true. First of all, they smoked them once in Winnipeg, no doubt about it. The game in Colorado was a 3-2, very, very close competitive hockey game. Give me a break. Also, you might end up with a first-round matchup against Dallas, who you have not beaten this year. I, I just don't. Saying you beat this team in the regular season is always great for the team that wins. They get that to say that about themselves. It really isn't that big of a deal. Remember <laughs> not that long ago when the Avs had a first round matchup against the Nashville Predators and the people tried to talk themselves into the Predators. Oh, they 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 play this really hard physical style. It's going to slow the Avs down and they beat them twice in the regular season or whatever. It might have even been three times in the regular season. This is not going to be a cakewalk. And the abs blew their fucking doors off. <laughs> it's just the regular season matchups don't matter, especially when most of them come in the first 60. I would even say 60 games. Yeah. yeah not and, even before it was 60. And you always got to look to a lot of times during the regular season. That was your seventh game in 10, yeah, right. in 10 days. Yeah. The other team, they were fresh off. It's never... An equal ma playoffs is yeah playoffs is because both teams are at the same number of days of rest and yeah. same days of same games and so there's a big difference and playoffs is a different animal than regular season so yeah well and and guys that miss games that aren't available for a game yep. in November they're going to do whatever they can yep. they are going to put themselves through some if they can stand up they're playing <laughs> exactly to play in a postseason game yeah. But you got to remember, they beat the Avs twice in that span there, and that's what it does. It gives you wings, too, because you beat a good team, right? You beat good teams. All yeah. of a sudden, you feel good about yourself. And, and since then, that's when Connor got hurt, right? Like, yep. in the second game, he didn't even play against the Avs. And then they've been on that, you know, crazy sequence of awesome hockey. And, yeah. and now they believe in themselves, and it's great. Good for them. It's awesome. Well, Yeah, and at the top of the Central Division, you have that weird... Dallas has beaten Winnipeg twice. Yeah. Winnipeg has beaten Colorado, Colorado twice, and Colorado has beaten Dallas twice. So. We were looking at it, and you're just like, "Good, good. Who who knows what the one, two, three is going to look like at the end of this season? And God knows what those playoff rounds are going to be. Yeah, could be anything. Uh, could be any order at the end of the year. You don't really, know. really, really want to win the division, though. You're looking at that first round. You, you going, want that wild card team. Looking for at sure, the bottom yeah. of the West, you're like, you really want to win that division. <laughs> uh, well. 
You can celebrate winning the division or whatever you're celebrating right now with Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNBR. Go get yours today, either here at the bar, eight different kinds on tap, or anywhere in the 50 United States at your local liquor store. Use the Breck Beer Locator online at breckbrew.com. Then once you bring your beer home, you sit down on the couch, make sure you're watching Fubo TV. You can go to fubotv.com slash DNVR today. Uh, you can get your avalanche there. You can get your nuggets there. You can get all sorts of different sports there. Over 140 different channels, including sports, television shows, movies, and more with Fubo. So go check them out. When you use that fubotv.com slash DNVR link, you get 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. Uh, it's, it's awesome. It's super easy to use. One of the few things that make television easy to get, make your abs easy to get. You don't have to jump through all these hoops. You can just watch Fubo. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast will be pretty quick here because we've gone fairly long. Uh, but I do want to talk about some of these other teams. You have Vegas, who's been in a lull for a good bit now. Yeah, they've had injuries to their goalies, sure. Uh, you have Vancouver, which, you know, I think we on this podcast certainly believe that it's not sustainable. But how good are they even so? Yeah, you're not going to continue to get outlier offense and goaltending at the same time when defensively you're just okay it yep. just it hockey does not work that way yeah <laughs> gotta play good to be good it turns out yeah <laughs> and in vegas it's more like the weird part about vegas is they go on to win the stanley cup and everyone talks about the stanley cup hangover and i do believe it exists somehow you know what i mean it does it's normal it's a long summer and but they flipped the the script, you know, by going what the first twelve yeah, games they, they were like eleven and zero. Yeah, yeah. yeah. eleven and one. I would have seen more of the stretch they're on now to start the season, and then go kind of now in an eleven and zero. But uh, you know, that's a good team. We saw them last night. That's a good team. They got everything they need, and they've they've had some injuries too, as we know, and so many injuries, you know, which has slowed them down lately. But this is going to be a team that's going to be there down the stretch there, especially now with the winning pedigree, and they know how to win, and that makes you real dangerous. I am more skeptical than I was because this is not a bad five games or whatever. It's like fifteen now. They've you're lost. About, they've yeah. lost eight of eleven, and they since that eleven zero and one start. They I believe I think they were twelve, thirteen, and four. Yeah, I was gonna say one, one below yep. five hundred. Yeah. Like, well, and that's it's not great, man. For a, a podcast who I don't want to pat ourselves on the back too much, but very much stressed in the lulls of the Av season, the Av's worst stretch of this season was five hundred hockey. Four, four, and two. There has not been, and we lost eight of eleven stretch. Yep. What a couple of weird losses. Remember the two goals in the last minute. And yeah, that was all part of that stretch. Yep. So hockey things happen. Yeah. You know, it, it it just goes to show it's really really hard to be a consistently good team. Of course, Avs are one of the few in the league that have been able to do that. Certainly in the regular season, a game dominated by its randomness. Yep, you're talking about. <laughs> I like that. You're you're talking about 82 of these things. Yeah, stuff's gonna happen. You're you gonna go through stretches. Chalk up 20 of them to some nonsense going on, and some of that nonsense will go your way. Yeah, some of it won't. Yeah, oh, it does. Yeah, tough league. <laughs> Hockey's hard, dude. <laughs> it's a tough league. It is. A Hockey tough is hard. Uh, and then very quickly, just a couple minutes here on the eastern side. You have New York. You have Boston. You have a team like Florida. Who do you guys like at the roughly halfway mark of the season? Who is your favorite coming out of the East? Um, I'll tell you mine. It's Florida. Okay. Well, I, I uh, think Florida yeah. is for real, man. And the way Bob is playing this year, 
he can keep it up, that team is going to be a tough out yet again. I think I, they're a tough out for sure. Fair enough. Yeah, I just, they're so good, dude. But also, we're having this conversation right when they're on. They're playing their best. The hockey. same thing with it. Winnipeg, yeah. where it's like these two teams are right now probably in the midst of what will be their best stretches of the season. So it's very the, easy to buy stock. The thing is with Florida, the reason I see, yes, are they playing their best hockey right now? But you look at their defense and you go, you know what? You could get more out of Brandon Montour. You could get more out of Aaron Eckblad. You, you, yeah. you can see how that lineup can find more than, yes, yeah. they're playing very well. But I, I really like what Boston is. I also the other, and the other reason is more than just their goaltending is insanely good. Defensively, they are not as good as they have been in the past, but they are getting by with no one C here. And I that is the team out east that I'm like that team lurks for, for Elias Lindholm yeah. lurks. Oh yeah, because they get that guy. And it ties that roster together they and they, can, mode, they yeah. can stop asking Pavel Zaka to be a 1C. Yeah. You know, and you you maybe feel a little bit better about a middle lineup with Lindholm and Zaka and Charlie Coyle, or Charlie Coyle goes back to wing. Yeah. Like you have Jake Debrusque in there somewhere. It makes yeah. them so much better if they get that extra guy. They don't have that, they would not have that like one C. But going down the middle. They're You're talking about way, yeah. really good players. Not great, but really good players. And when you get elite goaltending, you're just. You can get away with some of that. Yeah. You're, you know, Aiden Hill just wants to stay on the cup. Like, yep. I like those two picks. I do because I probably would have gone to go Florida, but then I'm going to add New York Rangers. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know totally why. Totally fair. And again, people think that my old man didn't like Chris Drury and all that stuff. Big fan of Chris Drury. So we're going to shut people up with this one. And then, uh, no, I, I'm pulling for the Rangers. You know what I mean? I, I don't know why. I think this is a year where they you know, might do some damage in the East. As good as the Rangers have been, Igor Shesterkin's just been fine. Yeah. If he turns it up again. Yeah. For that guy to just be fine. Yeah. If he even gets to really good tough 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 team to get through right there dude do not take a penalty against that team and, and, and a team that oh. should have a little bit of Don't a chip it. on their shoulder in the playoffs this year right given they're yeah. out last year early yeah they kind of blew an opportunity to get out of that first round pretty quickly yep a team i would not want to face early in the playoffs no but Thankfully, the apps don't have. I was gonna to. say, yeah. they're only they only have one of these teams <laughs> yeah, that they're exactly. really gonna have to worry about. Garden Magic. Uh, By the time you get there, you're not like, yeah, hell yeah. You'll take anybody at that yeah. point, unless you know another Montreal Canadiens esque run happens where you're like, Detroit made it, and then you get a Detroit Colorado Stanley Cup final, and <laughs> the Avs win in four. Yeah, one of those teams is better than the other. Uh, we will wrap up today's show by letting you know that you can call 222-2222 today and get Bacchus and Shanker's help if perhaps you've been injured for two years and have just started skating and you're not at fault because Kale McCarr's skate blade chopped your cartilage. Think Landy would call Bacchus and Shanker on Kale? He should. <laughs> Any situation where you've been injured and you're not at fault, Bacchus and Shanker has your 
back. You can go to coloradolaw.net or call the two number today to get a hold of them. They'll give you a free consultation. And when they take on your case, you pay nothing up front. They don't get paid until you get paid. So get with them. They've won over a billion dollars for their clients. Bacchus and Shanker wins. That's all we got for today for you. We're going to get out of here. We will be off tomorrow. It's our day off, as AJ mentioned. If you happen to be going to the Eagles game, we're going up there as a, as a beat tomorrow. So come say hi to us. Uh, we'll chat you up about hockey a little bit. Uh, we are back Saturday, of course, for the game. The usual stuff, pregame, postgame. The Nuggets play? I don't know. We, we might have a watch-along. I'm always 50-50 on the other team schedules. But we appreciate y'all hanging out with us. Give us a like. Give us a, subscri- a subscribe, even on youtube that helps us out a ton we're almost to the funny number of subscribers the nice number yeah the nice number we're almost there so help us get to that let's go Uh, we will talk to you guys on saturday We all silly like the mayor 